What's going on, everyone? Welcome to my podcast, Just My Thoughts, and this is your host, Loami Richardson. We're going to get right to it. It's been a while since you've heard from me. Uh, 2019 has been a very busy year. I've been working on school, uh, you know, finishing up some projects, got some speaking appointments lined up, um, actually working as a substitute teacher. So the projects that I want to really harp on and focus on, I haven't been able to do it as consistently as I would like, but I had some time today and I wanted to, you know, dive right into the topic that you are hearing right now. Uh, I don't know about you, but in my inner circle, I've been having this conversation um, for the last few months. I want to say probably about a year or so that this idea that Christianity stems from a white man perspective is a European concept. It's a white man's religion that has been used to oppress uh, the black man and actually used to uh, uh, remove our uniqueness as a black people. And so, uh, you know, whether you are white, black, Hispanic, Asian, I pray and I hope that this podcast um, doesn't come from a place of, of conde- uh, you know, trying to condemn anyone or condescending. I just want to at least share some insights, at least from scripture that describes that, you know, actually, if we really look at the Bible for what it is, (laughs) it's not a one man's religion. It was actually a religion that was given to, to the black man. And when I say the black man, a darker skin complexion, human beings that were of darker complexion. But, um, if you haven't had this conversation, then maybe this is uh, something that will at least pique your interest to, uh, better understand what's going on in the world today. And so I want to begin my podcast by saying I'm an African-American male. Uh, my mother was Puerto Rican. My father was black. And I grew up in a culture where I grew up in a black church. I grew up in a home where my mother would speak to me in Spanish. And it wasn't until I got to about middle school, early high school, that I really got to understand a little bit about my heritage from uh, my Spanish side. And so I've always grew up in a culture where uh I didn't really identify with anything else outside of the black culture. Um, And so now as I'm a Christian, I realize that there's a lot of division. And and listen, uh, before I begin, I I do want to say that division comes from every aspect of life. You know, when we talk about politics, there's division. When we talk about sports, there's division. And religion is not exempt from that because at the end of the day, when man interpret scripture and sets their own rules and guidelines, then there's always going to be this misunderstanding, this uh, miscomprehension of what the Bible actually teaches. And so man has used rules from scripture out of context and has created a man-made religion that I I can honestly say that the majority of the world has, um, has frowned upon. They see the hypocrisy and the inconsistencies as best. So I, I do want to say that, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the pre-slavery Christianity and, and this idea that Christianity was never really a white man's religion. It was a religion that was given to people of darker complexion. And you see that from the very uh, beginning of the Bible, you know, the Old Testament and transitions into the New Testament as well. So I'm not obviously this podcast. I only have maybe about 18 to 30 minutes, um, give or take on discussing about this topic. So I'm not going to be able to share everything, but my goal is to at least um, present some uh, objections, some questions that people may add, uh, that, that people normally ask, and hopefully you take, take those questions and, and 
approach it from a biblical standpoint to see what needs to be uh, what the Bible actually says about these questions that are raised. So you probably heard that the Bible is a white man's religion. And the truth of the matter is that statement isn't 100 percent fact. That's not uh, true. Actually, it's a blatant. It's actually that statement is actually blatantly false. Um, and, and the problem is, is that we have embraced um, this idea because of uh, ignorance of people not being educated or uninformed. Um, and so I want to kind of show that the Bible is, in fact, is an Afrocentric book and is actually an Afrocentric belief system. And uh, my goal isn't to try to, hey, prove me wrong. My goal is to say, here's the information that I shared. Go check it out. See if what I'm saying is true. And uh, let's come. Let's let's discuss. Let's reason together. So some uh, misconceptions that you probably have heard, if you haven't heard them, this is some of the uh, misconceptions that people have that one Europeans introduced Christianity to black people. That statement is false. Uh, there's others who have said that the Bible is a European invention. Well, that's a false statement as well. And that Christian worship is actually a, a we we as Christians actually worship a white God. Truth of the matter is that's false as well. And so I just want people to I want to challenge people to really look at this topic honestly and objectively and see what the Bible has to say. In John chapter eight, verse 32, this is kind of kind of the foundational text. Jesus said these words. He says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So there's going to there's two groups of people <laughs> who are living in this world. They're living a uh, 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 living a life that is true, according to what the Bible teaches and those who have a misunderstanding of what truth is. And so they may think that it's true. But in reality, based on what God has said, what has Jesus has claimed truth to be, because he says, listen, I, at the end of the day, I am truth. So Jesus established himself as truth and everything he says is true. So anything outside of that rel that that ideology of truth in 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 hindsight is really false. And again, this is not my opinion. This is what Jesus said himself. So we're going to have to really ask ourselves a question. Is Jesus is he who he says he is? Is he God? Is he the definition of truth? Is truth objective or subjective? And as we find answers to those questions that we can have a clearer understanding as to what truth is. So I'm going to just approach this from a Christian perspective. John 8 verse 32, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's what he established himself to be, that he established himself as truth. And he says, if you know the truth, that the truth will set you free. So we can't actually talk about pre-slavery Christianity without first talking about the origins of the Bible. It has to, we have to understand that the Bible comes from a Hebrew foundation and Christianity was built off of that foundation. So we're going to actually look at the origin of scripture and, and, and the beginning in order for us to understand the origin of scripture, we're going to talk a little bit about Abraham. Now, Abraham is not just a Jewish fellow, you know, from the old Testament, but we're going to see a little bit about his heritage, his background. Uh, many people are familiar with the Tower of Babel. You see that in Genesis chapter 10, but they often um, misunderstand a very small detail. You know, Babel um, it actually was founded by Nimrod, who was actually the first Cushite where leader, uh, the son of Cush, who is a son of Ham. And so uh, one thing that all Bible scholars can agree on is that and unanimously agree on is that Ham was a father 
of the African nations. And so Cush was the father of the Cushites. And he was a and and the Cushites came from a black nation. Nimrod was a Cushite who founded Babylon, which means that Babylon actually was a Cushite empire. And so when you look at the story of Abraham or the life of Abraham, Abraham was actually called out of Ur, which is located within the Cushite empire known as Babylon. And so the chances are that Abraham was actually a person of color. And so from there, you see the birth of a Hebrew nation. Um, so you, you can't ignore that Abraham came from a place where there was a lot of colored people, but also he, he had a grandson uh, named Kedar. Um, and so from this, we see that the tribes of Israel, um, that are mentioned in the Bible, one being Judah, um, Genesis chapter 38 actually talks about the twin sons, um, with the Canaanite, um, Tamar. And so the other nation is Ephraim, which, uh, the son of Joseph and, uh, came from an Egyptian woman, um, uh, as, and, and I probably butchered the name as, as which we find in Genesis chapter 46 and verse 20. And then Messiah and Manasseh, the son of Joseph, the Egyptian woman from Asnath, um, which we see in Genesis chapter 46 and verse 20. These people are important. And the reason why they're important is because everything began with them. So if they're at least half African, then that means that the African blood was actually passed down to their children and into the tribes, into those children that they were married to. And so as we progress, we, we actually see that there's other Hebrews that married African women, such as Moses. We see people like David, people like Solomon. It's, in fact, it's quite interesting that Hebrews and Africans was a common, uh, you see this as a common occurrence all throughout scripture, uh, whereas the Hebrews very rarely interacted with Europeans uh, other than through war. And, and so that's kind of the Old Testament um, geography and the lineage of where we see Abraham and the patriarchs. Um, it comes from an African um, descent. And so when you look at uh, scholars, you know, scholars has agreed uh, throughout, uh, there's scholars that agree to the premise that um, when there was a mass exodus, that apparently there's over a million people that came out of Egypt. And here is where you see the Egyptian born black man speaking on the truth about his home country, which was the country of Egypt and the very place where Hebrews spent 400 years of intermarrying Egyptians and Cushites. And so we actually look at one of the other patriarchs, Moses, who was raised as an Egyptian. So we can all assume and we can all agree that Egypt is actually located in Africa and Africa. Last time I checked is full of brown people. If not, then then we're we're then if if, if we don't believe that, then when you look at the monuments and you look at the pictures that Egyptians are depicted as they're actually depicted as dark skin colored folks. So Moses was actually mistaken um, for an Egyptian. Um, and you see that in Exodus chapter two, verse 19, where you see Jethro's daughters uh, was watering their flock. And I want to read that quickly. Exodus chapter two, verse 19, the Bible says, and they said an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds and they also drew water enough for us and the water their flock. So the name Moses was actually given to him by Pharaoh's daughter, which makes it an African name. And so Moses was raised as an Egyptian. Um, because they knew that he was ultimately Hebrew. 
So the Bible also says the following about Moses. You see this in the New Testament, actually, in Acts chapter 7, verse 22. And Moses learned all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. Now, I want you to understand why this is important, because the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, were all written by Moses, who was a colored man who was raised by people of color in Africa. So because we have learned all of this, you know, he ultimately learned all of the wisdom from the Egyptians. Moses could have been he he was familiar with the African gods and the goddesses and the religious practices of the day. So my question is this, if Moses had been a character created by Europeans, then he would have not been familiar. He would have been familiar with the European gods and the goddesses and the religious practices, but he wasn't familiar with them. He was familiar with the African gods, the goddesses and their religious practice. So another very important event takes place between God and Miriam and Moses and Aaron after Moses marries an, Ethiop uh, an Ethiopian, a Cushite. Um, Moses marries a Cushite woman, which has, you know, comes from, um, which is ultimately an Ethiopian woman. And, uh, the Cushites were known as black people because they had dark skin. And, uh, you see this in numbers 12 verse one and Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married for he had married an Ethiopian woman. So we see that Aaron as well as Miriam had issues with Moses because he married a black woman. Again, this is way before Christianity was even established. We're seeing this clearly from the Old Testament and scripture. And so when you actually look up direct references to, to skin color in the Bible, one of the biggest myth about the Bible is that it doesn't say anything about skin color. Um, that's actually not true at all. The Bible absolutely mentions skin color and it actually mentions it a lot. In fact, if you do just a quick um, search for yourself, um, you can look at many multiple um, Bible resources. But one that is very good is the Blue Letter Bible. And if you look up uh, word phrases like white skin, you see that at least 11 times, black skin twice, I am black twice, I am white, no times referred to in scripture. So after you actually look at these phrases, um, and you can do this on your own time, I will challenge you to do that. The, the more you search, you actually begin to see a pattern. And when white skin, <laughs> and, and I don't know how much controversy this is going to cause uh, or this is going to cause, but I would love people to actually, you know, fact check me on this and to see if I'm wrong in, in, in understanding what I'm about to share. But in Leviticus chapter 13, white skin was always mentioned as associated with leprosy. And in one instance, it was actually a curse of an entire lineage of people. Uh, and the reason why I say that, I want you to notice second Kings chapter five, verse 27, the leprosy, therefore of Nahum shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence, a leper as white as snow. So we see that he had a white skin, but it was connected with leprosy. Now, Nahum was known as uh, a dark skinned fellow as well. So there are scholars, many scholars that actually believe that some of the references uh, to leprosy in the Bible actually re uh, refer to um, albino, um, being albino. Um, and so F and so all of these uh, references are found in the Old Testament. I just want to emphasize that again. So when you look and believe the Bible, you know, 
that it's or that you have this idea that the Bible is a white man's religion, then it's really hard to explain why there's so many references to nations that is actually established by people of color. So when you look at scripture, you actually just see a very few references to European nations and uh, some of the European nations, um, the ethnic nations. Let me start off by saying that Canaan and Israel is mentioned over 2,500 times. The, e the land of Egypt, the land of Ham is, is mentioned over 700 times. Babylon and Babel is mentioned over 200 times. Ethiopia or being Ethiopian is referenced at least 41 times. And then the European nations, Greece and the Greeks mentioned 30, 30, 30, at least 30 times. Roman Romans, 20 times. And Magog is only referenced five times. So just by simply looking at the Bible and how it, it describes the ethnic countries, you will see you, you, you will clearly see that there's a lot more ethnic countries mentioned in scripture than that of European nations. And so countries actually, you know, we know that countries are filled with people of color and, um, and again, if the Bible was a, a European creation, then the number of references to European countries would actually reflect that narrative. And so some of the first believers in the New Testament, again, my, my objective isn't to, I, I'm sharing a lot of information, I understand that. But the point that I want to make is that, listen, when you just look at, and again, this might have to be a two-part series on Christianity being black man religion. But, but my point is, is that when you just do a simple study in scripture and look up certain phrases, look up the geography of where most of, of where most of these stories comes from, we see it comes from a Middle Eastern African descent. And so one of the actually biggest myth about black Christianity is that it didn't exist until you know, it was used by Americans to enslave the black man. But once again, this is actually is proven false when you simply look at history. And I uh, just wanted to kind of list off a couple of, of Christians that followed Christ before slavery that was actually uh, men and women of color. When you look at Matthew 15, verse 22, we see that there's a Canaanite woman, a black woman who actually accepts Jesus as her personal savior. Then you see the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter eight, verse 27. Last time I checked, Ethiopians comes from Africa and they are dark skin as well. And even Paul himself, the man who wrote about 70% of the New Testament in Acts chapter 21, verse 28, was a man of color. So in addition to not these individuals being uh, people of color, they were believers. When you look at the early church, they weren't called Christians. They was actually believers of the way, right? Because Jesus established himself as the way, the truth, and the life. So the early believers uh, actually identify themselves as the way, which will later be called Christianity in Antioch. And uh, some of the early church fathers um, were actually originated in um, Africa as well. So one of the origins of Alexandria is found in Egypt and that was from 184 AD to 254 AD, just as an example. So there are not only established in the Old Testament that clearly majority of the stories, the patriarchs and Hebrew, you know, the, the, the nation of Israel and uh, was raised, uh, Christianity came from a Hebrew, the Hebrew nation and the Hebrew background, all or originated from African 
um, are, or originated from Africa. So here's my humble opinion. The reason why people believe that African people are missing from the Bible or they don't want to believe in Christ prior to slavery is because of the references that are often overlooked and usually understudied. So when you look at Simon in the book of Acts, um, he was actually called Niger. You know, we use that reference as the N word, which literally means when you look up his name means dark skin. You see that in Acts chapter 13, verse one, where he says, now there was a church that was in Antioch, certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simon that was called Niger and Lucius of Siren and Manan. And they have been brought up and with Herod, the Tariac and Saul. So actually one of the uh, black Christians, one of the pioneers, one of the uh, founders of the early church, Simeon, Simeon was his name actually means dark skin. And so you can look up that information as well. Again, um, you see uh, Lucius of Siren. He was uh, he was located from Libya, and the Ethiopian the Ethiopian eunuch was actually baptized in Christ. And we see that in Acts verse twenty seven. I mentioned that before that he rose and went up, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of Ethiopians, who had the charge of all of her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. So this is quite interesting because this baptism. Um, was that of a Ethiopian eunuch who's, who was introduced. And not only was he just a black man, but he was an important man, a wealthy man. And he was already familiar with Hebrew scriptures. And he was actually searching and hoping to find questions about the Messiah that, that, that was already established from the Old Testament because the time that the eunuch was reading the scriptures, the New Testament did not exist. So here it is an important black man, a wealthy man um, of dark complexion from Ethiopia studying about the Messiah, which is a Hebrew teaching. And so this was all familiar to him. And so, um, and I don't have time to dissect into that, but I want you to read, uh, I'm going to read Acts chapter eight, verse 36 and verse 38. And when they went out of their way, they came unto a certain water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. And doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou, thou, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. So we see that ultimately this man made a decision to follow Christ as a black man in the time that Jesus lived. And so we see that this eunuch from Africa, this you know, from Ethiopia, Ethiopia being located in Africa, accepted Jesus as his Messiah, as his savior, long before slavery was established here in America. And so I'm going to wrap up here. I'm not going to spend too much time, but I do want to reference two more people. Um, Simon as well. You see that uh, Simon was known to be a black man as well. Matthew 27, verse 32. And thou camest thou, founding man of Cyrene, Simon by name, him they compelled to bear the cross. So there was a black man. He was, you know, when you look at Cyrene, it's actually from Libya, where Libya is located in Africa. Um, and so when you look at Mark chapter 15, verse 21, uh, we don't know. The Bible doesn't really emphasize whether or not he was a believer, but you can see according to Mark 15 and verse 21, um, as well as Romans 16, verse 32, that his two sons were actually believers. So we can conclude um, based on that information that this man, Simon, who bore the cross of Christ, a black man from Libya, um, 
ultimately accepted Christ, or at least we know from scripture that his sons accepted Christ and they were followers. Um, when you read the story of Apollos, he was actually an African that was born Jewish. And you see that in Acts 18 verse 24, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures came to Ephesus. And so another example, he, you see that there's very good reason that Africa and, um, and Arabia received the gospel before Europe and Asia. We're, we're establishing these points through the New Testament, as you clearly see in Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go into the way of the Gentiles, and to any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so Israel was scattered all over Africa and Arabia and not all over Europe and Asia. And it wasn't until several years later that the disciples will actually receive the news from Simon, who was a dark-skinned man, right? That the gospel was being preached to the Gentiles. And this is a, a problem. I'm gonna conclude at this thought right here, all right, guys? Paul would later preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And when you look at Acts chapter 21, verse 39, I want you to notice something. Because Paul was actually had European, not European, sorry, Egyptian features. Um, and usually this is not talked about, but um, Paul was actually mistaken as an Egyptian. Uh, and notice Acts chapter 21, verse 38 and 39. Art now thou that Egyptian, which before these days made it um, an uh, uh, uproar and led us out into the wilderness, 4,000 men that were murderers. But Paul said, I am a man with uh, with am a Jew of Tarsus, a city of uh, Sicilia, a citizen of no mean city, and I beseech thee, suffer me to speak unto the people. So Paul wasn't dressed like an Egyptian. So they were mistaken, or they at least thought, based on something else. Could it have been the color of his skin? Could it have been his facial features? We don't know, but he wasn't sitting there dressed like an Egyptian. So they confused Paul as an Egyptian. And then we see kind of a similar case as well. Um, Moses um, uh, being mistaken and his identity being mistaken when he was hanging out with the Midianite girls um, in Acts chapter, um, sorry, not Acts, Exodus chapter two and verse 19. And so this is the last point that I want to make. And I'm going to conclude at least this part of the podcast and um, we can do a part two. Um, there's a lot to dissect. But bone, uh, uh, in Acts chapter two, verse 10, we find that there's actually men who are preaching and they preach in, in multiple languages. And some of them were actually African languages. We see uh, the Egyptian, Libyan and Cyrene. And it's not only that the gospel was preached to Af in African languages, but they were among the first to actually receive the gospel. So scripture tells us that the gospel came to the Jews first, Romans chapter one, verse 16, and then to the Gentiles. And do you want to know who the Gentiles are? It was those who were in Europe and Asia that they received the gospel after Africa and Arabia received the gospel. So just wanting to emphasize these points over and over again, because here it is as Simon that we already established that was dark skin, was preaching to the Gentiles. And in Ephesians chapter three, verse eight, he says unto me, who am less than the least of all saints in this grace given that I should preach amongst the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ. So Simeon had to go preach to the Gentiles and because they received the gospel, they accepted Christ. And after Simeon reported back, Paul, who was already mistaken as an Egyptian, began his journey as an apostle to go preach the gospel to the Gentiles. 
which explains why his journey took him from Turkey, it took him to Rome, and took him to other parts of Asia as well as Europe. So if you look at the map of Paul's journey, his journey to preach to the Gentiles was to actually go preach to the European countries. And so nowhere in Paul's journey does he ever preach in Africa or Arabia because that's where Christianity was birthed from. It was his journey after the gospel was being preached in his homeland that he went to the Gentiles to go preach it. And he was only called to preach to the Gentiles, which included, according to the path that he took, when you look at uh, the map of, of, of Paul's journey to preach to the Gentiles, um, was actually a path that he went to go speak in Europe as well as, well as uh, Asia as well. So I, I wanted to kind of give you this quick history lesson because um, there's a lot of misconceptions and misideas that uh, Christianity um, stemmed from after slavery and that Christianity is a white man's religion that was used to oppress. And I want to leave you guys with this thought because I said a lot and, and I probably sound a little preachy, but I wanted to share as much information as possible that at the end of the day, Christianity is meant to be a very inclusive, right? Inclusive faith. And so whether it origin, originated from white man or black man, which we all clearly have established that it originated from Africa and from uh, the, the countries where there's a lot of dark skinned people and later shared to the European countries. We established that clearly and, and, and maybe I shared too much information. So maybe you have to re-listen to this podcast and check out the references and check out to see what I'm saying is true. But here's the point. We have to understand that God has established himself as truth and Jesus was God here on earth. Whether you believe him as your personal savior is up to debate. We can, we can have a different discussion on that later. But the point is, he says, the truth will set you free. He says, I am the way, the truth of the life. That no man can come to God except through believing that Christ is who he says he is, which is the, the man of truth. And everything that he sets, uh, says and everything that he establishes is truth. And anything outside of that is, is, is not truth according to what God and Jesus himself established. So here's the point. The point is, is that we have to understand that there's a great war between truth and error, between good and evil, between God and Satan. And Satan is going to cause God's people to really cause division to nitpick and to have a misunderstanding or misconception about what God has established truth to be. Jesus was a Nazarite. Can anything good, can anything good come from Nazareth? Jesus came from the hood, but yet you're hearing the gospel message, this, pro, this prosperity gospel that's being preached as if Jesus came and he was a rich man here on earth. So, so I, I want to understand that religion in of itself isn't the problem. It's actually helped my life to help me understand the way that I need to think, the way that I need to be guided in my life. Religion has helped tremendously, but religion in of itself doesn't save me. It's my personal relationship with God that saves me. And so I want to challenge people to say, listen, don't let others take away what God has clearly given to you. And if you're listening, if you're listening to this for the first time, whether you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, Filipino, whatever the case may be, Korean, right? Understand that he is a God for you. He is a God 
who transcends culture, who transcends um, um, ethnicity. But at the end of the day, we cannot negate that the Bible clearly states that it originated from Africa. It originated from the Middle East. And the Israelite nation was known as God's people. The gospel has come to the Gentiles. It has now reached the masses. And what man has done is to take God's beautiful truth and he has distorted it and he has, al and and he has allowed that truth to cause division when in reality truth is supposed, to cause, uh, is supposed to cause unity. And so don't allow anyone to take away your right to live a life of freedom that Christ is willing to offer because man has taken Bible, the Bible and misinterpreted the Bible and has used it to rule over people because Jesus says that he is the truth and the truth shall set you free. So anything outside of freedom, listen to me, anything, I'm probably clapping, you probably heard that, but anything outside of freedom is not of God. And so I want to leave you with those, that thought today. This is probably a longer podcast than normal, but I wanted to share at least a brief history that... Listen, at the end of the day, Christianity is not a white man's religion. Actually, it's a black man's religion. But now the gospel has gone to all the world, to all the Gentiles, to all, you know, every man, woman, and child of every color, color skin complexion and ethnicity. God is saying, you can be a part of this royal priesthood and a part of my family. And so Jesus came to this earth. Listen to me. Jesus came to this earth a single man, but... The Bible has established that he's coming back for an interracial bride. And that is a beautiful thing about God and the beautiful thing about scripture. Let me know your thoughts. We'll love to hear your feedbacks, um, your feedback, feedbacks, your feedback on this topic. And again, we'll probably do a follow up uh, podcast on this as well. But again, this is just my thoughts. And this is your host, Luami Richardson. Until next time. Peace.